This episode contains some chat that might be hard to hear for some listeners. If that sounds like it might apply to you, then please do go and check out the show notes for more details. It's very, very important. Hello there, I'm Fern Cotton and this is Happy Place, the show where we discover the reserves of people's mental strength by having a little bit of a chat with some interesting folks. Today, strap in because we're off to meet the Iceman, Wim Hof. The bullshit is not yours. Don't attract bullshit. Don't identify with bullshit. Bullshit needs to be on the soil because it is probably fertile for the ground but not within you. It messes with your biochemistry. It messes with your neurology. It's not yours. As you might know, Wim has pioneered the use of the cold as a treatment for all kinds of things, from depression to boosting your immune system. Now, Wim has his critics, and of course, other views and treatments are available. Cold showers are one thing, but for anything else, please do check in with your doctor first. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And now, on with the show. Hi, Wim Hof. I'm Fern. I, uh, your name is Cotton. Fern Cotton. Fern. Fern. Yeah. I love ferns. Thank you. They're good, aren't they? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> ferns. They're beautiful. I know. You're also beautiful. Oh, bless you. Thank you, Wim Hof. This is a total joy and a pleasure. I am, I'm such a huge fan and I've wanted to quiz you on this podcast for a very long time. So, it's an amazing opportunity for me to unpick what you do a little further. And I've also got an early copy of your book that I've read. Oh, great. Which I, I raced through, a phenomenal book, The Wim Hof Method. It's kind of part memoir and part practical, which I loved as well, as I learned a lot more about your life and parts of your life that I, I was yet to sort of discover. And it really tells this wonderful story of your extraordinary life, which even started in bizarre circumstances. Can you tell us a little bit about your entrance to the world? Wow, that was an entrance against the normal ways. I was born unexpected, not knowing there was a second of identical twins. And in those times, they had no measurement devices to see if there was another one inside, yes or no. It just pops out and it comes out. And, but I was too far in. I was too deep in. And so they thought of, after the uh, first delivery, which was my twin brother, and they thought, it, it's done. It's done. Oh, you feel still contractions. Yeah, that is normal. 
That's normal. Those are post-contractions, they said. And they carried my mother, pushed my mother back to the recovery room and left her alone. And at a certain moment, she yelled so hard that the nurse came and found out there was another one. And I still was too deep. And that they had to push me to the operation room to get me out like a cesarean to cut my mother open. So she was sort of in fear about it. But then also she wanted to try with all her force to get me out. At the moment when she pushed me out in the cold of the hall way, just before arriving the plastic or rubber doors of the operation room, she yelled and invocated. Can you imagine a woman in distress at that moment, wanting to push the baby out in a natural way? Oh, God, please let this child live. I will make him a missionary. And that, that my mother was a naive, very pious, religious woman. Don't mess with a pious, mm. religious, naive woman, because she is powerful. And she invocated at that moment the destiny of my life on a little nothing coming out, purple, and then invocated such a formula, such a swear, such an invocation upon my little soul. And that uh, really made me different of my identical twin brother the rest of my life and that's the way it all started I love it because it's almost like on a cellular level you already as a baby understood perhaps resilience and pushing yourself to those edges that you're now so renowned for and then you as a child you know reading this sort of wonderful memoir part of your book had this deep fascination with nature and it became such a, a huge part of your life at that point And you had this amazing curiosity that came with that. And I love how you talk about, especially when you first sort of put yourself in a a freezing cold lake, that your curiosity was larger than your fear. And I wonder if that's a really good way of us all to think about things that we're scared of, because most people, you know, myself included, obviously are, are terrified about certain things in life. But if you start to actually look at things with curiosity, is that perhaps the way to overcome big life fears? Absolutely. And not only curiosity, we are built to be happy, strong and healthy. And we got all the tools. We got all the powers within. If you doubt, then you invest in, uh, into something. Uh, I cannot do it. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Then you will not be able to do it. But if you learn to go to your core, and your core is built to be able to overcome any kind of stress. That could be a mental stressor, an emotional stressor, bacterial stressor, a viral stressor, a, a spiritual stressor. Any stress coming to you, you are able to overcome. But if you doubt, if you stay too much in your mind, you begin to think instead of confronting yourself with the stressor. That's why when we get into a stressful moment and we are just doing it, that suddenly, oh, what was I thinking? Why why did I hesitate? It is not so difficult after all. 
but we are too much in our mind, in our thinking part of our mind. And what I've learned by going into the cult is to overcome this old trauma which I was born with that was inflicted when I was not there. I was not a person. I was a little nothing, a little baby, a, a little baby invocated with something big upon his soul there, right there. And so I always carry this trauma and this trauma within that makes you different. It makes you different and you don't know what it is, but I took it on and I wanted to know what it was. When I was 12 years, I went into psychology, into Hinduism, into Buddhism, into being a vegetarian. At those times, that was uncommon. That was unspoken of. It was out of the normal, act normal. Yoga, doing yoga and Kung Fu was totally out of the world. Are you crazy? I was crazy. I was crazy about it. I was intrigued, intrigued. And as you say, curiosity, pure curiosity is very able to go and step out of the old paradigm of, uh, of being stuck. If you are stuck, then remember one thing. You have all the core values and powers to get out of that what made you feel and be stuck. You know, as a kid, you were absolutely in tune with your intuition. You know, you obviously knew that, you know, nature was a big part of that or whether it be yoga or your diet at the time, you you could quite easily tap into your intuition to know that that was going to work for you. That was going to, to offer you something that you needed or perhaps you were going to learn from it in some way. And I think that is exceedingly rare. You know, not many young people follow their own, you know, even decision-making is difficult because you're so impressionable and you're so porous and, and you know, have all these different opinions around you and your friendship groups, etc. And, you know, that can be a tricky time because you want to emulate others, etc. Why do you think you were able as a kid to shun all of the outside noise and stick to what you really knew would work for you? I think uh, it was my mother. My mother made that invocation when I came to this world in a difficult way and naive as she was, she did it anyway. She made it an invocation. That is belief. Belief can be so strong. Belief can be stronger than anything, but stick to it. Stick to it and be there. My mother was pious. She was naive, but she was bloody strong. And that belief at that moment coming out in the hallway made it a formula, a formula, an invocation directly inflicted upon my little soul that made me different. Not because of me, myself, and my personality, and look at me. No, it is not that. It was my mother. And it sounds all query and berry, but I'm doing the science now. I'm doing the science of the emotional DNA. I'm working with the top researchers in the world that we need change and that we are able to show that a true belief of your mother is, as, is stronger than any politician, president, dictator, or whatever. We need to get back to mother nature. Mother nature is 
the thing we have alienated from. Look what confusion there is in the world, how much depression, how much autoimmune diseases, how much insensitivity, how much pollution, how much power graving, and all that doesn't serve our children. It doesn't serve the new generations. It doesn't serve the future. We have to get back to our mothers, our mothers who then are able to show the world, to show the children And this is what I do through the science. And my mother inculcated it. She began with this, just being a simple, humble, naive, that very powerful without knowing mother, uh, uh, inflicting an invocation upon me. I'm just fulfilling a mission where I will show the whole world that every mother will be able to guarantee happiness, strength, and health, which is love, powerful love, to every child in the world. And that needs to get to the world. And that's what I'm doing and endorsing through science, pure science, no speculation. We have blasphemed uh, our mothers, the mother nature, the mothers, the family, the, the love, the happiness, the strength and the health. We lost the belief that that is the most important of life. We've gone into production and a craziness of power and we are maintaining it. And then we find that the unseen like COVID-19 It's just getting rid of everything. We cannot even see it. We kill elephants and lions. How strong we are. And then comes something we cannot even see. We cannot control. And now I have shown in 2014 in a study how to uh, suppress the inflammation as the first ones in a competitive study Uh, In scientific uh, uh, medical history, we have shown in a comparative study uh, how to suppress the inflammatory markers, which is inflammation, which is, for example, the damaging factor of COVID-19. We know how to suppress it. How? By breathing, breathing exercises. Typical breathing exercise. Where did I learn to uh, breathing? In, In cold water. How did it come? I wanted to find what is my trauma. And so I felt attracted to go for the first time into freezing cold water and feel connection with my trauma, feel connection with that that made my trauma now consciously being entered with a neurological pathway because I'm consciously doing it and I'm influencing it. Suddenly I felt something was relieving. I felt powerful. Powerful is the feeling when you are able to embrace the flow within yourself and embrace life as it is. Not the way we are learned and schooled, but the way it is, because we are all beautiful beings. Are we missing a massive trick, Wim, in life? Because there's something so fascinating about what you do. And I've been long fascinated with this cold therapy specifically. Me and my husband have been doing the cold showers every day for the last year or so. And 
and really benefiting from it. But you do, as you've just articulated, you step into pain. Like, you know, it's good. There's going to be a shock. There's going to be a gasp. It will feel uncomfortable. And then that dissipates. And in life, we're very much taught that cold equals bad or cold equals pain. And that pain equals, oh my God, I don't want this in my life. I'm going to run from it. I'm going to run to comfort. I'm going to run to distraction. Should we be looking to in life, not just in a, in a physical sense, but in an emotional, mental sense, to lean into pain? Is that the key to, I don't know, perhaps a more peaceful existence? Yes. Oh, no, absolutely. Not only more peaceful, also more blissful. Blissful, it is uh, relates to hormonal secretions like cannabinoids. In the same area where we have the cannabinoids uh, secretion, there is the secretion of opioids. And it was unknown in science to be able to be activated by humans at will. So uh, everybody on the opioids, opioid crisis, we take drugs, then we get some euphoria going. No, I told them, no, we can do this ourselves. What I say, like funny, is get high on your own supply. Mm. I say that after I showed it in studies. So in brain scans, I showed to get into the deepest part of the brain, which holds the cannabinoids and the opioids. So if you learn to go into cold water, you are going consciously into pain, into shock. And what happens is that suddenly you learn to go, because you are doing it consciously, you learn to set neurological pathways with the deepest part of your brain by going in. Very soon, when you go into cold water, you find you're comfortable. You are in control. You're, it's amazing. I can sit for hours in, in freezing water and I'm still fully in control. That means I have set myself past the paradigm, past our beliefs and what we think and went into something that now to me is a absolute control over pain and over my mood regulation. I am high all the time, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it because I love life. And I wish everybody to be able to say, hey, man, I'm, I'm high on my own supply. I don't need external drugs. I don't need pills, medicaments, treatments. I don't need it, man. I am here. I'm here to boss within my own mind. Or better said, I own my own mind. Yes. And that is not the way we were schooled. No, and also with how the modern world presents that notion to us that we have no autonomy over our own mind, uh, physical reaction to emotion because we're told, oh, you know, perhaps if you buy all this stuff, you might feel happier or better about your life or you need all these things over here to feel a sense of peace or balance. And, you know, that is part of the sort of commercial machine that we're living within. But what you're saying is with this method and with what you've learned through well, there's, a, there's the three pillars that I guess you talk about in your book, the cold, uh, the breathing and the mindset. 
that you have agency over that and nobody can tell you otherwise. And perhaps as a human race, we've forgotten that. Exactly. That, that it is. And I'm here to remind people, man, if you ask me what is enlightenment, and then I tell you, I know it. You know what is enlightenment? Enlightenment is just be happy, strong and healthy, and the rest is bullshit. Yeah, quite. So get the bullshit out. The bullshit is not yours. Don't attract bullshit. Don't identify with bullshit. Bullshit needs to be on the soil because it is probably fertile for the ground, but not within you. It messes with your biochemistry. It messes with your neurology. It's not yours. And what uh, we have learned all in the schools, history and mathematics and language and all that, we should learn the core values of life in primary school and teach our children to be happy, strong and healthy, to be in control over the hormonal system, over the immune system and the metabolic processes in the cell. So this society, which uh, is preparing people to be in society, into the production process, polluting the planet, making people insensitive and exploiting it more and more and more at the cost of the future well-being of the world, that one needs to stop. We need to stop and get back into the core values, be happy, strong and healthy. They teach us to be dependent, dependent on a system that is polluting the planet. It's not right anymore. Maybe it was good in the past, but now it's CTRL, alt, delete. Goodbye. New paradigm is where we live in harmony with nature, happy, strong, and healthy, guaranteed for every person. The youth right now, the new generations, a lot get depressed. I know how to battle it. I'm to do right now the studies with San Francisco on depression on the level of the DNA, just to show that we found it. We found the keys back to unlock the potential, the way nature meant it to be, is to be happy, strong, and healthy. The rest is out of there. It's obsolete. It should not be there. It's messing with us, and we should not have it and not being taught uh, to take it off. Man, it's over. Obsolete, CTRL, alt, delete. We want to be happy, strong, and healthy. And there we come in. There we come in and show the the new directions, the new paradigm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So with all that in mind, knowing there are so many distractions out there and myths and things that we're led to believe and told and the agency that we have taking away from our own lives, how do we en masse get back to basics? Is there any way of reversing time and thought to really honour the things that do matter, like the environment and our own health that we can have autonomy over? How on mass do we achieve that? So I always say feeling is understanding. 
just do the breathing. If you are in stress, and stress could be any shape, but in the end, it is cell biological stress, then we are instantly able to change that. We are. In the end, know that we are equipped with the tools to battle stress, cell biological stress, in any way, doing these breathing techniques. Oh, but can it be so simple? I'm sorry, it is so simple. It is not complicated. It is not difficult to do. It's very effective and very accessible by every person. Just do it. Get rid of this doubt, hesitation about these thoughts and whatever you got in your mind. Just get into the life force called the breath. Get into it and it shows that it is able to rebalance that what got out of balance, which is the biochemistry. And we are able through the breathing techniques, the way I taught it, the way I learned it was out of the cold. I mean, the cold is merciless, but righteous. It's real stress upon the body, a thousand needles coming up on my body and and suddenly it subsides. That is our innate capacity to deal with stress. Cold is stress, heat is stress, emotions can be stressful, mental stress, spiritual stress, bacterial, doesn't matter. In the end, it is cell biological stress. And through the cold, you learn to deal with any kind of stressor. Because you get into the stress mechanisms of the brain. Can we battle? inflammation, the cause and effect of disease it is. Can we battle that? Can we bring it down? Yes, we showed it. I'm sorry that it is so simple. That's why I always say, breathe. Just do it. Don't think, do it. Bring back yourself, back to the core, back to the life force, become one with it. Like only don't think, just do. I just love that so much of your messaging is around breathing because it's something that we just don't even think about. We completely take for granted. And it's certainly something that I have thought about for a very long time and have now implemented into my life to help me with stress. And I've been doing lots of transformational breath work for the last few years now. And I had big period of depression a while back. And I have found that it is instantly the most restorative and grounding way to move through things. So, you know, as you say, we know that breathing can help. And and I love the example that you just gave there as well about how it's as simple as when you're in a cold shower, bath, lake, wherever you might choose, that because you are dealing with the stress of cold, you cognitively get more used to dealing with stress in a a quicker, more efficient way. For people that really have have not heard about cold therapy, haven't tried having a cold shower a day, what are some other simple benefits, whether it's a a physical benefit, mental or the whole package, that, that people will notice quite quickly from trying this? They get a lot more energy, energy boost. Why? Because through the cold you exercise the millions of little muscles of the vascular system. 
The vascular system is more than 100,000 kilometers within us. It is everywhere, except for the bones. Even in the bones, there's blood flow. So it's actually everywhere. All the capillaries, arteries, and veins, they contain millions of little muscles, and they are being trained. What happens when you exercise these little muscles through contraction, when you go into the cold, because that is what is happening, then it begins to, the muscle tone begins to be conditioned and it begins to work again better. And then the blood flow will flow much better through the system. In the blood flow, then with that speed, the oxygen, the nutrients and the vitamins get a lot better to the cells. And when that gets uh, to the cells better, then the transformation into energy is a lot better. And so you get a lot more energy. That is one. The other one is that the heart rate is going to go down 20 to 30 beats a minute, 24 hours a day. That means that stress is out of your body because the heart rate too fast because of a lazy vascular system and non-trained, non-conditioned, non-optimized vascular system, all the muscles, if you don't train a muscle, becomes weak. It's logical. We are mammals. We are not living in, in outside, in cold weather, uh, warm weather, pressure, danger. We are completely living in a bubble. Yes, of course. So the, all the conditions of our physiology are not stimulated the way they actually are built for. So the cold shower, as I say, a cold shower a day keeps the doctor away. Even the doctor is doing this, mm. and he should, because this is natural medicine. We are built to be having a blood flow that uh, gives nutrition, vitamins, and oxygen to our cells much more than we are used to in our modern lifestyles. So better get onto it, besides of being the best skincare ever. You can't buy it. Love that. My uh, seven-year-old, he was asking about you and he saw your book on my desk and I was telling him all about you. And obviously he loved the name, The Iceman for a star. And he jumped in the shower. (laughs) Yeah, he's loving it. He's loving it. So he, he has a shower every night and he turned the shower on freezing and we timed him and he stayed in there being a very extreme little character for eight minutes. And during that period, he had this moment in the middle of that eight minutes where he had this crazy kind of freak out in the middle and you know that's real release of energy and when he came out he said oh wow I feel so calm and let me tell you this is not a calm child he's like unbelievably full of energy all the time so we noticed this really amazing reaction that he had to it and um, I'm not saying he's going to do it every day it's totally up to him but I, I love that that he tried it. One thing that's just popped into my head that I have to ask you on this note. So with something like a cold shower, and as we discussed earlier, leaning into pain, it's never going to be something that we instantly go, oh, I can't wait to feel pain. I can't wait to be freezing. So there is an element of discipline to all of this. And again, in the modern world, none of us necessarily want to Think of discipline as the answer to anything. We think that if we're going to feel freedom, liberation, it's going to be kind of wild, unabandoned, fun, without rules and regulations. But actually what you say in the book, you know, hugely rallies against that. What you're saying is discipline and the people that have rules in place that work are the freest kind of people, correct? 
Yes. Why? Because they are the master within their brain. They decide to do when they decide. They don't let uh, urges or emotions take over and then do nothing about it, become fearful because when it happens again, they still decide to not act upon it. They don't decide. When you learn to decide to do this, to go in a stressful situation consciously, you will be able to enter into any part of your brain. This is amazing. Uh, so simple. The brain that is in control is your greatest ally, your greatest friend. Your brain that is not in control or your mind that is not in control is your worst enemy. Yeah. And the, and the simplicity of going into a cold ice bath, by the way, I love it. I really love it. It's, it's like I, I love to make love to my woman. But I love to go into the ice bath <laughs> as well. It's really, it's a relationship with yeah. myself being there, just being there. Well, you know what happens when you go in, into an ice bath? The talking mind, the talking part of our brain always consumes 25% more blood flow. And it keeps on running like a hamster in circles, circles, circles. Uh, and it doesn't let the blood flow descend in the deeper parts of the brain. And that is meditation where you don't talk and learn to have blood flow descend. And with that, the neural activity, your deeper part of your brain is coming to life. That is just being. Just being is great. When you go into an ice bath, you have to learn to let go of this thinking, controlling brain. You learn to let go. And with that, suddenly you find out that you are adapting, that you are able to stay longer and longer in, uh, in this stressful. I don't like stress, but I love it. I love it. And I'm doing the study right now with the, uh, San Francisco with the top researchers on the DNA. And it shows that if you do uh, exercise in hormetic stressful exercising, then your life becomes better. Your DNA begins to rejuvenate. And when you go to the stressor consciously, you learn that you are in charge of the neural activity at will. So when something then happens, like depression, a bad situation, a bacterial uh, influence on your system, you are able with those neuro, uh, neural pathways you created by going consciously into that stressful situation to battle any stress uh, that is coming in. And that means that you are the master of your mind. And that is the way it should be. Yeah, because you describe this in the book as well as being an opportunity to get over your ego because your ego says, don't go in the cold, don't have a cold shower, have a warm bath, read a book in the warm bath. So you get over your ego and you step into pain. And then I started to think, oh my gosh, is fear just my ego? And I guess it is because the bit without thought, I guess, would just be an experience and, and deal with that circumstance. So I liked looking at that little sort of equation, really. 
Yeah, amazing. You know what they did? They compared brain scans of a person who is doing four hours of mindfulness a day for years. So a very practiced adept in mindfulness. And they saw the brain in a brain scan. And then they compared it to the people doing these breathing techniques. And it showed that these people doing these breathing techniques went deeper into the brain than a person going four hours a day for years into mindfulness. Wow. You see what I mean? That wow. Going into the cult, uh, guys, whoever is listening is, is merciless but righteous. It brings you at the end past your little pathetic ego into the greatness of your beautiful mind. And that's what I want for you. I love you and love is without sentiment. It is fully empowered within you. The way mother nature meant us to be is to be happy, strong and healthy and go and fulfill your dreams with a vessel that is completely within your control. You can do anything. Because we are the master over the unlimited power of our mind. And this time, it's not a fairy tale. It's only the threshold of a new beginning, new paradigm, where we take over the brain's capacity of neural activity. I know that it's deeply personal for you too. Obviously, in the book, in the, the more sort of memoir moments of the book, you talk about your first wife who took her own life and you had four children with your first wife and she had dealt with a, a lot of depression. And I'm assuming that left you with with so many questions and things that you wanted to uncover. Has your work over the decades led you to, to answers that, you know, that you just weren't able to access at that painful time? Yes, yes, absolutely. And those times, 95 and the years before, it was a declining uh, uh, itinerary to taking her own life. She kissed the children goodbye being at the eighth uh, story and jumped down. That is terror. That is horror. She was a beautiful woman, a very lively, and then suddenly the shadow uh, came in and it took years and it was uh, declining until it was too much. And all psychiatry couldn't do anything with all their injections and pills and all therapies. Nothing, nothing, nothing. A mother, a beautiful mother, a beautiful person, very, very beautiful from the heart. And then a, a shadow like that, and the whole psychiatry is not able to do anything. Of course, I took it on. But first, I had to survive because I had little money, four children, and I was heartbroken. So, of course, I went into the cult. The cult, I knew the cult. The cult is able to steal the mind. When you go into the cult, you don't think, you are. You simply are. And that's what I needed. I needed to cut the loop of this uh, pain, this nagging pain coming from the heart, from emotion. It comes and it, it takes over your brain, your mind. But I could not because I had four children. I had to survive and I had to heal. And now, after so many years, like 20, 25 years, I showed in brain scans how to battle this. 
how to get into the deepest part of the brain, being able to regulate our mood. This is what they published after they have been studying upon me in inside brain scans. They saw me just by using the mind in brain scans, having cold water, I mean freezing water, upon my skin, and I make, just by thinking about it, my mind is a control over my body, that the stressor, the cold, is not able to make the skin temperature going down, just because I want to. And that is our power. But this is not the way we are schooled. So what I suggest to all the people in the world and to the mental health care, we found the keys to unlock our innate capacity to regulate our mood when there is stress going on, could be any stress, we got the keys just by using the mind. And there it is. This is going to be the new paradigm. I could not help her, but I can help millions and millions of people right now. And this is the window. Because the, the regular healthcare and the regular mental health care and the pharmaceuticals and the power system, they don't want independent people. They don't want free people. They want people to be dependent, narrowed down. Then you can control them. And I say, hey, your time is past. The castles, we don't fight each other anymore. We love each other. Because a happy person doesn't go to war. A happy person is not accumulating power or money or this or that because he is happy. He's in control of himself. This is what we wish. This is what we do. We enlighten the people with the understanding that we are all born with the tools to become happy, strong, and healthy. This time, it's not abstract. It's neurological evidence-based. The immune system and the hormonal system we, and our mind is a complete new paradigm knocking at our heaven's mm, door. Yes. There's something that I wrote down in my notepad and it, and it really struck a chord with me because like a lot of people out there, I do a job that I absolutely love. But of course, I'm never going to be able to completely negate criticism like everybody. You know, people out there want to have an opinion, have a say, and it can be detrimental or you can allow it to be a, a detrimental part of your life because you take negative criticism on board. And you wrote in the book, I'm not afraid of criticism. Criticism polishes the diamond of truth. So how have you gotten comfortable with people? Because what you do is extraordinary. So of course, then you are commanding mass opinion and there will be naysayers like there is for everything. How are you able to negate that to again, stay true to your intuition and not be affected by people having negative comments. Yeah, and it is real. What you say is real. It's not only real in words and critics, it's real in deeds, in energy. The paradigm is not only damaging the earth, it's also damaging the inner nature of people. It's what happens. So if you come from nature and you have learned in nature then you feel the damaging factor where people are in, the psychic damaging factor. And that is not only critics. Well, critics, I say, just read up, guys. 
it's okay, but come uh, with your critics now. I've been enduring criticism for the last 40 years, but only now, the last 10 years, I'm accumulating more signs. And science says, yeah, guys, sorry, but there is no speculation about facts. Just uh, first a read up. And if you think, and I always invite any scientist, prove me, please, wrong. Because I believe in what I do. I believe in what I do. And I think uh, not that you are wrong. You should be critical. You should be observative. And that is great. But don't indulge just in criticism and being observative all the time. Be also happy and strong and happy for yourself, for God's sake. It's not all day being tensed. Oh, I got to find the truth. I got to debunk the people. I got investigative journalists, anthropologists trying to debunk me. And they came and now they are the greatest of fans. Yeah, I bet. And they really uh, analyze everything. And then they find out this motherfucker is right. (laughs) And I can feel it. And it's okay. Let's go for this. And those guys are writing great books now and get it out in the open. They are helping me. With me, I mean love to be spreaded into the world. And those people who have criticism and observative and mockery and all those things, I think they are not really happy. Of course not. They don't know the alternative. They have been told so many times by so many people, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. So they became, no, what are you doing? Who are you? You are wrong. You are wrong. It's like traumatized. Yeah. These people are traumatized. I think it's good to remember that. You know, it's good to remember that people that lash out like that, they, they, they can't be happy people. Otherwise, you wouldn't bother. Yes. Be patient. Try to distance yourself from them and then come with a beautiful answer. And uh, all the critics now are getting around. Why? Because I go through signs. I go and have the people talk. When people are really healed of their depression or autoimmune disease or a misery within their lives, then that is bloody real. Yeah. And it's still uh, anecdotal evidence, as they say, but tens of thousands. Every day we get healings all the time. All the time. It's almost boring. No, (laughs) never boring. I go and want to heal the world through showing and awakening the people to their inner power, which they are born with. Learn to own your own mind, your own beautiful mind, and then become the master of your mind and a captain of your soul and spread the love. Yeah. Because a happy man is just like the sunshine. Exactly. And that is good for nature. It's good for your children. It's good for yourself. It's good for the earth. And that's what the universe wants us to uh, consciously be. If you want really control of the mind, learn to let go of all these thoughts and be happy. So all the, to all the critics, I say, there is a happy life waiting for you. Just mm. breathe. Just breathe. Oh, I love that. You know what? I 
I've found this whole chat so boosting. I've had a really weird week and I was feeling a little bit rubbish yesterday, but I knew speaking to you would be energizing and, and give me a boost. And it just has. I think what you're doing is Thank you for phenomenal. saying that, Jerry. No, seriously, like it's, you know, this is what's important. This is what life's about. And I loved reading your book and I'm going to keep doing my cold showers, keep doing the discipline, getting in there every day, facing the pain. I think it's a really good way of of thinking about life. And look, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Uh, Thank you so much. It was lovely, great. And keep on going with your great work as you are a great woman. Thank you very much. Thank you, Wim. There we go. The man that is, the mystery that is, Wim Hof. I bloody love him. I think I might need to have a little lie down, though. Maybe you do, too. Before you do that, please take a moment to review Happy Place on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. And look, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to discover all the great guests we've had on so far. From Gary Barlow to Nadia Hussein, Dawn French to Elizabeth Gilbert. There's so many to listen to. Do it now. And look, if you've been affected by the issues raised, remember there's always someone to talk to or text. In the UK, the Samaritans can be reached on 116123. And check the show notes for other numbers you might find useful. Stay safe out there. Thanks again to Wim, to the producers of this episode, Matt Hill and Daisy Chaku at Rethink Audio, and to you for listening. I'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.